Okay, uh, this the recording has started. This is the meeting of the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee for November 15th, 2022. The time is 9.02 a.m. And on the call of the roll, uh, Member Boothy is on uh, leave at this point. Uh, she's going to be marked absent. Chair Liao. Present. Liao present. Member Camp. Present. Camp present. Member Tang. Present. Tang present. Member Holliber. Present. Holliber present. We have a quorum at this time. There are no agenda changes that I know of. Uh, at this point in time, I'd like to introduce my uh, fellow assistant clerk who will be taking over um, the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee shortly. Um, as you know, as through our normal rotation, we do try to rotate clerks just to be sure uh, we have people who can cover all the meetings. Um, John has worked on many of our committees. Uh, you, many of you have worked with him before. Uh, John, would you like to say anything at all? I know this is jumping. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, good morning. I actually wasn't, uh, 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 I wasn't sure that I was going to be addressing the Arbok this morning at, at the very beginning. But just to introduce myself, my name is John Carroll. I'm an assistant clerk for the Office of the Clerk of the Board of Supervisors. Victor and I sit right next to each other in the cu uh, cubicle farm in room 238 in City Hall. Um, I have been working for the Office of the Clerk of the Board for 10 years, and I have spent most of that time working with the Government Audit and Oversight Committee, as well as the Public Safety Committee of the Board of Supervisors. This past year, I was deeply involved in the redistricting process uh, that delivered the new districts for the supervisorial lines for the next 10 years to the city. Uh, and I am returning now this month to employment in the Office of the Clerk of the Board and receiving new assignments. Arbok is among those new assignments. I look forward to working with future, but I definitely, over the course of this transition, will need much assistance from Victor with getting things, uh, getting myself up to speed. You guys use a lot of jargon that I'm not yet uh, familiar with. So it's good to meet you all, and I'll just be here in the background helping out for, for today. Well, welcome and wonderful to have you. Really looking forward to working together. Thank you. Yeah, likewise. Thank you, John. And Victor, thank you uh, for all the work so far and your support, your marvelous support. Well, yeah, have a good uh, meeting. No problem. And you'll still be working with me because I'm still taking care of appointments. Oh, OK. okay. All right. Well, that's great. That's great. All right. We won't let you go too far. <laughs> well, thank you, Victor. OK, uh, moving on to our next item. Item number two, <laughs> RBOC. Findings to allow teleconference meetings during declared emergency. Well, thank you, Mr. Clerk. For the past year and a half, this committee has relied on a state executive order to meet by teleconference. In September of 2021, the state legislature adopted Assembly Bill 361, which, which replaces the prior executive order and allows policy bodies to meet remotely, provided they make certain findings that is still necessary to meet remotely due to the emergency. Specifically, the body must find that it has considered the circumstances of the state of emergency. The state of emergency continues to directly impact the ability of policy body members to meet safely in person, and state and local officials continue to impose or recommend measures to promote social distancing. 
In order that we may meet remotely today, I would like to move that this committee adopt the findings as stated, given the continuing concerns running the COVID pandemic. May I have a second, please? I can second. Thank you. And before we act, let's open this up for public comment. Any members of the public who would like to provide public comment at this time, you can go ahead and uh, raise your hand. But I believe the only person from the public we have at this time is Mr. Pilpil. Mr. Pilpil, would you like to make any public comment on this item? Um, I'm good. Thanks. Okay, thank you very much. No public comment on this matter. Moving on to the vote for this matter on that motion. Member Liao. Aye. Liao, aye. Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Chang. Aye. Chang, aye. Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, aye. The motion passes without objection, with Member Ruthie being absent from the vote. Moving on to the next item, item three, public comment. Members of the public may address the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee on matters that are within the committee's jurisdiction, but not on today's agenda. Are there any members of the public who would like to provide public comment? Uh, Mr. Pelpel, you may proceed. Uh, great, and good morning, David Pelpel. Uh, two things, uh, welcome back to uh, John Carroll. I'm sure we'll talk in the future. Uh, and the other thing, uh, the Oceanside plant uh, tour a week and a half ago was uh, great. Um, I had a nice time. I hope the committee members who were there did as well. Um, and I hope my enthusiasm for PUC bond oversight and wastewater were all evident. Um, so thank you. That's it. Thank you very much. Okay, are there any other members of the public who would like to make public comment at this time? You can go ahead and raise your hand by pressing star three or otherwise using the application to raise your hand at this time. Okay, I do not see any other members of the public for public comment at this time. So we can close public comment and move on to our next item. Okay. Item number four is the RBOC audit update. Well, thank you, Mr. Clerk. And I would like to turn it over to CSA and to the audit team for an update on the ongoing audit. Good morning. Um, good morning. Good morning, good Reverend Bond Committee. Thank you uh, for giving us this space today. I am Masana D. Johns, I'm the lead manager with the City Services Auditors Division. I have with me here today um, from HKA Global and Yano Accountancy, our audit team over the revenue bond audit. So Dan um, is with us as well as Paul and Eugene. Um, and Today, we don't have any slides, but um, we just have a light update, more so verbal updates to share with the committee this morning. Um, in short, we are 
wrapping up our field work phase and at the same time have already progressed a significant amount into the reporting phase where we have identified some preliminary observations and are working with our PUC contacts through our field work wrap up and um, getting through the reporting phase. So I'll stop there and turn it over to Dan um, who might have some other updates and perhaps Eugene as well. Um, Dan is having problems oh. connecting. He, he will he will join in in a, in a minute or so. Sorry. And about as I that. was as I finished saying it, I was looking at Paul like, mm, let me turn it over to Paul. So Paul, give you the floor. That's fine. I mean, we've uh, you know we're committed to try and get this draft report out as quickly as possible. We are waiting on responses to certain observations that we obtained during the field work process. Um, the requests for information are almost complete. There are still some lingering uh, questions that uh, have got to be followed up upon, but I would say we've gotten incredible cooperation from PUC. Uh, Christine has been wonderful to work with and very responsive to all of our um, requests. Eugene, I don't know if you want to add any other commentary or thoughts on that. No, I mean, Paul, you've said it all, so. Okay. And we're just, I mean, it's just a process now of getting the responses back and um, there's a lot of things going on in their world, but they are doing, I think, their best to get us everything in a very expeditious fashion. They, you know, we're well into the report process, so I'm hopeful we can get this wrapped up quickly and get a draft uh, delivered to the controller. Thanks, thank you Paul. for the update. That's uh, that's great. And just a couple of questions. So it sounds like the field work so far has been going fairly well. I mean, you received information that you asked for? Yes, I, I'd say um, compared to some of the uh, hurdles and obstacles we faced last year, we have not had that this year. Um, it's been much more organized. I think ha the PUC having been through this process, I think they kind of figured out what we were after. So they made it uh, a very high priority and they've turned around the information. But as with any audit, there's always questions that are a little more out there and uh, they just take time for people to get back and to respond. Got it. And I remember timing wise, when we spoke last time, was estimated around December. Is it still tracking towards that date? Absolutely. I, I, I personally want this draft report out um, this month. And I'm I'm very much hoping that we get those responses, but I think if it spills into December, it would only be the very early parts of December. I know people are going to leave for the holidays, and we really need to keep the traction going to get this uh, accomplished quickly. And Chair Liao, if you don't have any other questions, um, just kind of piggybacking off your last question, I wanted to um, pose a question to the committee for the phase that we are in with our audit. And, and that's if the committee would like to do like it did with the first phase and have a member be designated to have more of that detailed review of the audit report. So similarly to last time, PUC, RBOC engages us, but because of the relationship with PUC, most of our work um, and reviews and, and, and connections happen with PUC contacts. But the and deliverable is still our box. We want to make sure if there is that, if you guys would like that space to bring to this meeting and get confirmation or a motion approved to have um, a member 
or if it's more than one, be designated to be our contact when we do send that detailed draft to PUC. We would also send that detailed copy to whoever is identified as the point person to represent the RBOC committee. Um, and so just in kind of wrapping up that piece of things, we do want to have a final report done in December. And the space that we're in right now with reviews from our side as the audits division, PUC's contact, the committee contact um, is happening between now and like basically early December. And as much as we can get more eyes on the report and get those preliminary review comments, it does help us with streamlining the review process and who all needs to be involved with that. So I wanted to put that on the table and see if you guys were thinking of doing the same thing like last time and if it's member camp or another member get that confirmation here. But thank you for flagging it. It's um, it's uh, that, that that's great to hear. How does the committee feel about this? Uh, you're muted. Yeah, here we are. Uh, yes, I do think we should review it and go through that process like last year. I think that was a useful exercise. I'm happy to play that role again, but I don't want to monopolize it. If anyone else feels <laughs> strongly about it, I'll let them do it, but I'm happy to take that take on that role again. Member Tang and uh, Member Holberg, what do you think? I have no objection, so um, sounds sounds good idea. Um, but I'm curious, I'm just curious what's involved in that pre-review process. So like um, did um, so member camp um, like provide any comments um, did, were your comments addressed um, in the like a second round of the draft um, were they incorporated in the version that's sent to the committee? So what exactly happened during the pre-review and the preview process? And I can start us off and then member camp turn it over to you to add any more from your lens. Um, but what happens in that review process? We we like to call ourselves a no surprise audit shop. So it's just very important for us to make sure where we have that complete draft that those stakeholders who are responsible for the report have that opportunity to see the complete report because in this public meeting um, and Anytime we have a draft work, whether it's a meeting space or just communicating or sharing something that's a draft work, we're not able to share um, full details. Um, so we wanted to make sure that our representative had the opportunity to see the full detail. If they did have comments, um, even changes, questions that we're able to um, receive them. If we can adjust, we do adjust. Where we cannot adjust, we're also giving that update to, to the contact as to why, um, or if there's something that we need to do down the road with working with other contacts, whether it's our back committee members or people within PUC, um, just making that acknowledgement to the representative for the committee so that they are aware of what we're doing. Any changes that are made into the report, we will always communicate it um, to our primary contact. And in this case, it's um, a, a PUC contact, but we would usually share all of the changes and let them know what changed. Um, and, the, and if it's in the final draft, we'll also let them know, here's what you can see in the final reverse, excuse me, the final version of the report. Um, so we make sure we provide that opportunity or explain where we cannot make any changes. 
Member Cap, did you want to add? I I think you summarized it pretty well. Um, my perspective, look, for me last year, this was an opportunity to ask questions about the report. And um, for me, my goal was to, I think, Basana, you summarized it, no surprises. Like, if this is going to be a public document, um, we should be aware of what we're telling the public. So I think it was useful just to get the narrative behind the report, be able to ask questions, and also to verify specific data points and sources, just as a test, you know, just like, okay, let's drill down the specific statement we're making here. And um, I was trying to sift through my inbox. Um, I think also all communication was through a, a Zoom call back then. And yes, I did have a couple of requests of changes. Um, it was more around wording and messaging, and we had an interaction about that. In some cases, um, those changes were not made, and that made a lot of sense. And in some cases, those changes were made. I don't recall specifically what it was. I, I'm sure I can find out if I go back memory lane. But um, yes, so I found it useful to get a preview of what we're going to publish to the public, have the ability to get the narrative um, from the team that created the report, and also drill down on a few data points just to uh, do the sanity check of the numbers that we're reporting. Makes sense. So it was useful. I'll add one sort of practical thing. You know, Eugene and I as CPAs often get very technical and don't always portray this in a way that's very understandable. So having uh, Mr. Camp at Ball gave us a sanity check that what we were saying was complete and was going to be useful to the public. So that was some of the changes. Can you elaborate? Can you tell us practically what this means? So it, it, it was very helpful just to provide more of a um, committee focused view of how this would be presented to the public. Got and it was it. very, it was very helpful. It was very helpful to us. Thank you all for the clarification. And sounds like um, Member Cam did a wonderful job last time. And um, I think it totally makes sense for him to play this role again this time. Thank you. And Member Holler, any any thoughts? No, I think that uh, summarized everything quite well and uh, be happy to uh, allow member King up to um, review the next version of the audit. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, member camp for doing this and thank you for the explanation of what you did uh, uh, last year and thank you to CSA for making this possible. All right. Do we need to make a motion for this or? Yes, we would need to. Uh, can I suggest that there be a motion uh, to authorize member camp to communicate directly with the city service auditor and the auditor to receive review and comment on the draft audit report and to continue this audit update to the December 13th RBOC meeting. I'm happy to. I think we. Member Tang was uh, agreeable to making that motion. Uh, second. And yes, Victor. Seconded by Member Holliver. Is there any uh, public comment on this motion? No. There's no public comment on this motion. So moving on to the vote on that matter. Uh, on this motion, 
Chair Liao. Aye. Liao, aye. Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliver. Aye. Holliver, aye. The motion passes with uh, out objection with Member Ruthie being absent. Uh, sorry, I have one more question for uh, for CSA, if you don't mind. <clears throat> I was reading the, the report of the Citizen General Obligation Bond Oversight Committee that is on the controller's website. And um, something that that committee um, uh, works on is the whistleblower, whistleblower program. So I wonder as part of this audit, whether CSA also work with the whistleblower team um, to see if there is anything related to the bonds that might be applicable to the to the audit. Is this something that is part of the procedure or can perhaps can you elaborate a little bit on that? Yes, thank you for that question. Um, so as part of um, our division standard audit procedures, as part of our like risk assessment and planning phase, we will we do have a step where the audit team will go and um, consult the whistleblower managers, and though they can't give specifics about any um, investigations, they will help shed light if they are aware of anything that's like specific to revenue bonds, bonds in general, maybe if there's things coming out of PUC or things they've learned from other investigations that allude to our audit objective or scope. They'll shed some light for our audit um, procedures and help us get a better idea from a risk assessment perspective. So it's definitely a standard procedure that we have for all of our audits to engage the whistleblower manager and ask those type of questions. Thank you. Very helpful. Very welcome. Is there anything else that we should cover on this uh, uh, on the audit topic? Or can we move on to the next one? Okay. I think we're ready for the next one. Okay. Item number five is RBOC planning for future audits to evaluate the performance of projects funded by the revenue bonds. Uh, thank you. So this is uh, a topic that uh, started really last year when Member Tang um, um, brought it really to the committee, really looking into whether the, the, the project are funded by the bonds are representing a good return on the investment for, for ratepayers. So we had conversations about this, uh, this agenda item over the past year. And uh, I asked the clerk to include one of the old documents that we worked on together into the packet, because I recall that in the September meeting, there was a little bit of confusion about the nature of this agenda item. Uh, I believe was uh, uh, Ms. Holm and, and others said, well, what is this? Uh, so that's why you see the old document back into the packet, sort of kind of bringing everybody back onto the same page. And with that, uh, I would like to turn it over to Member Tang and see how you would like to proceed on this uh, on this specific item. Thank you, Chair, for including this again. So um, if you guys recall, I believe uh, in September, um, two months ago, CSA made a presentation with the proposed timeline um, 
um, for proceeding with this um, um, task. Um, and so the proposed timeline is to start the RFP process in about five months. Um, so between April and July 2023, the CSA can um, help help the committee like um, put the scope of work um, um, together and also start the solicitation process, uh, which which will like require city attorney and um, contract monitoring division reviews. So, um, um, if, so I think um, the next step is if um, this proposed timeline as presented by CSA in September makes sense and works for the committee, um, I would recommend um, to not sure if um, roll call needed, so like we should just uh, formally um, give them um, um, thumbs up and so they can move forward with this uh, timeline. Or would you like to, is there any additional information you would need from the CSA? So we can talk about um, the proposed timeline again. Well, let me ask a question. Uh, do we need to make a decision? When is the time to make that decision? Um, there is no decision needed. So you mean the decision to proceed? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, I think probably from CSA standpoint, um, the sooner will be better. So um, because um, actually their their work plan for the current fiscal year, fiscal year 22-23 has already been completed. So they didn't include our uh, potential um, RFP process in their current year's uh, work plan. So, um, but uh, they... So, uh, given they were they, they they had a heads up about what we are we were what we were thinking about pretty while, so a while ago, so they were able to fit us in towards the end of uh, this fiscal year's um, work plan. So that's why they proposed to start the RFP process in April 2023. So um, I would think to make this to make this possible, um, um, like approval by the committee. Um, as soon as possible will be necessary. Because otherwise it could cause um, the RP process to be delayed. We will be missing the slot in a way. Um, how does Member Camp and Member Holliber, any thoughts on this initiatives? Um, go ahead. No, it's, well, I mean, this. I think we all agree this is a useful exercise, right? Like, let's let's do it. Um, the timeline is, is a good perspective, right? Like, you know, as someone from the private sector, we tend to, let's do this now, right? But good process, due process, that's important. So, yeah, uh, I'm I'm convinced. And I don't know if you remember, I talked to that potential firm we, we may look at hiring, right? Um, I'm, I'm more than ever convinced of the benefits of an exercise like that. Yeah, I would agree, and and I think you know, I think we were a little surprised at the timeline that was presented in the last meeting. It was probably a little bit longer than we were anticipating, but um, you know, I'd say let's proceed now. And I think if we keep you know pushing this down the road and we keep 
you know, tweaking the, the scope of this, I think it'll just drag the timeline out um, further into the future. So, so let's get going. Thank you for that. So uh, a couple of thoughts. Um, one is really for CSA uh, in, in the sense of the, what would you need from the committee in order to sort of serve us a lot for this work, so to speak? Um, well, at the, because the committee is looking to do a, a, a request for a proposal, um, what CSA does at this stage when we know uh, they're trying to leverage audit directly or our contractor pool, it's really some of the things that, um, oops, excuse me, it, it entails a little bit of back and forth with audits, um, in this case, the RBAC committee member, and then the controller's office um, contract management division they will lead us through the process of like what should be entailed in the scope of of work um building out like that project budget um the underlining or those core procedures that uh, that speak to the scope um and deliverables if and depending on what's going into it or how ready it is that could be like the meat of the work um but if the committee maybe has a task to really iron out the scope, potential budget, maximum um, duration over the overall project. That could be something that committee that the committee is doing and then gives to audits division or the controller's office contract management division and says, hey, here's the shell, the meat of our RFP. And then from that, um, Forgive me, I don't know a lot of the specifics, but that's where one of my colleagues, Winnie Wu, would work with an RBOC representative and understanding like who should be represented, who should be represented in the pool. How does the city go about announcing that there is a new um, pool, new RFP? All of that is in alignment with standard citywide procedures and timelines, but our contract liaison within the audits division would be that point person in working with if perhaps a member Tang or another representative to iron out the specifics of the RFP. That work is, is really what pushed out the timeline because of the several players involved outside of audits division. So someone within controller's office and then also the city's um, office of contract administration. And so if you think about we're taking it out of this small pod of RBOC work and then starting to work with controllers office or other city departments that have these same requests across multiple departments. That's what pushes out our piece of the timeline. So one big front work could be if you guys have a good solid idea of the scope, budget, overarching timeline, and maybe even um, preliminary deliverable or or overarching deliverables, that's a good piece of the work. And Winnie Wu takes that, and if she sees she has a good starting point, we can maybe work and get higher on, on the um, task line of contracts division within controller's office. But right now, that's probably what we would need um, to move things further along and probably even faster. Well, thank you for that. That, that. That's very helpful. So it sounds like <clears throat> we need a subcommittee from ARBOC dedicated to this that will present then to CSA 
sort of the shell that you're referring to, let's say by April, does this sound like the right timeline? I I want to give, I would say a little bit before then, because when I know when we spoke about April, um, I believe that might have been at the point where the RFP is like ready for complete sharing. So maybe something in the beginning of um, calendar year 2023. And I can definitely shoot a ping off to Winnie and, and um, member Tang as as our primary contact. I'll keep you on that communication. But I think it might be maybe something closer to a, a February or January. And then we have another month or so before April to get it solidified, hopefully by April. And RFP is actually ready for posting. Um, I can definitely let me check with Winnie and and get some clarity there and can share that with member Tang and she can share that with the committee. Thank you. And how does the committee feel about creating a formal subcommittee to look into this and essentially develop this shell or the statement of work? that CSA would really need to take this forward. I feel like we've had this discussion about having a subcommittee versus having it. The discussion as part of. This forum. Yeah, I, I think the difference the here is was, that but, yeah. no, there was. Um, we don't really have a clear statement of work for this yet. So that needs to be developed. So as part of this conversation, I think it will be really hard for us to really work on it, you know, with one hour a month or two hours a month. I mean, someone really needs to sit down and, and, and really kind of spec out what the statement of work could potentially look like. And then that really means volunteers. Um, so, I think the working paper that we provided, that we uh, the committee put together um, for the CSA um, to take a look, um, it's our initial work. And that's that that has already collected all all our thoughts, um, which is not the which doesn't provide the specific scope of work, but that's our thoughts. So I think um, the the proposed the timeline for putting the RFP together between April and July 2023 includes <clears throat> working closely with um, CSA to put the um, um, formal scope of work together. If I if I hear CSA correctly, what we developed is not sufficient. Uh, so they need a lot more details, a lot more specifications. They really need a lot more information essentially to really be able to work on an RFP. So I, I think we have a gap here between what we have and what CSA really needs in order to move this forward. Um, yeah, so last time we had a, so before the September meeting, I had a meeting with the CSA team and um, Winnie Wu that um, uh, Cassandra mentioned earlier. Um, she's the like the contracting so Winnie will also help us uh, through the RFP process for the current revenue bond um, audit contract. Um, so I, um, I, I believe um, I, I've shared with them. So we have provide um, there is only so much we can provide at this point. We need um, the committee also need some guidance through the contracting expert and see what exact um, um, 
um, details, what, what other uh, additional information you think will be helpful to put this together. Um, uh, Winnie suggested um, to have some like example. So it's I, I and it's in my notes. So I know the in, initial. So eventually we probably uh, example of um, like some projects. Um, uh, use the project as an example to see what might be um, um, the results we're looking for will be helpful to them. But other than that, I think um, I would. Um, um, I, I don't think there is there is not much we can provide as a committee at this point. So we, we need some directions. And that's why we want to get the experts on board as early as possible to help us put this RFP process. Well, let me ask you this. So, so uh, Member Tang, would you be open and, 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 and willing perhaps to engage with CSA and, and really find out what the what we really need to, to to really deliver in order for that uh, process to get started. Yes, I'm happy to. Um, and also, given we are a small committee and um, everybody um, is very involved, so I would think uh, probably the main discussion around this RFP um, um, establishment um, discussions will be helpful for the entire committee to be involved, but um, I'm happy to be the town contact person in case there is any directions from the CSA that need to be addressed before the next R um, RBOC meeting, so I, I will be happy to play that role, but um, um, it, will be, it will be beneficial for the entire, um, for the committee to be involved for um, some um, um, details or, or discussions that needed for for this potential contract. So um, for CSA uh, before then, I'm not sure if you, you had a whole uh, conversation, but essentially it sounds at least to me that we have a gap between what the committee has today and what CSA needs in order to move this forward. So we really need to fill this gap. So uh, Member Tang has uh, kindly volunteered to really engage with CSA, maybe Winnie Wu or, or others, to really define what that gap is so that we can flesh it out and, and eventually be able to move this forward. Yes, I um, agree. So my next step then, what I'll do, I'll get this email to Winnie Wu and also have you on the CC member tank um, and just kind of clarify coming out of today's meeting that timeline and trying to speak to that gap piece and acknowledge the examples and and tease that stuff out a little bit more. It might be that me, you and Winnie um, um, have that next conversation or I'll be able to have you work, um, Winnie will be able to assist you in working with the controller's office contract management division to ultimately plug that gap. I, I hear what you're saying. Um, and yeah, at this point, Winnie is going to be that best contact to work a little bit more closely with member tank and the controller's office contract management division. But yeah, that should be maybe an, I think, if we if you guys are targeting trying to share some more updates or progress by the December meeting, I'll, I'll communicate that in the email and then Winnie will can like yeah work with you and, and address those needs and you guys can iron out timeline and more specifics there. How does that sound? That sounds great. Well, thank you. So what we'll do is we'll we'll keep this agenda item on the next 
uh, for the next meeting and following meeting, and and uh, we'll uh, we'll ask Member Tang for an update on progress. Can I make a comment? So I re I think I think we have some um, miscommunication about this. So in my opinion, I feel like the proposed timeline that was presented um, in September says clearly, you know, this RFP development process will occur between April through July 2023. So um, the solicitation publication will occur in August 2023. So basically, um, it will take the team approximately four months to put this RFP document together. So, um, and I, as far as I know, basically the contracting department, um, you know, like I said, their, 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 their work plan for the current fiscal year is already full and, um, but they squeeze us in um, given the situation we have. So they, I don't think they, they have capacity to discuss anything further about this until April. That's when we will we will uh, work closely together to see if there is any additional information needed um, beyond what has been included um, in the, the working paper that the committee put together. So um, I, I don't believe there is a gap there. So I don't, you know, but we can confirm this uh, with uh, Winnie um, to see if this is her understanding as well. Um, other than that, I think um, so if if she confirms the understanding about this proposed timeline, it's consistent with what I what my understanding is. I think uh, what we need to do is just um, um, revisit this and you know, start the process. Um, in April. Okay. No, 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 thank you. Thank you for the comment. I mean, it, that that's 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 fine. So we'll we'll uh, we'll look forward to your update on at the December meeting then, after we had that conversation and see where we are at in terms of whether we have a gap or we don't have a gap and sort of take it from I, there. Yeah, if I could like echo what you're saying, Chair Liao, Member Tang, I totally hear you. I think it might be. Um, maybe like if I could call like a progress check kind of meeting, perhaps. I, I think hearing you talk about the examples that you were looking for to get from audits um, and our timeline that we did share when we met at a previous meeting talking about this April to July. I, I think by the time April comes, like, well, let me take a sip. Our contracting team is literally just one person. It's it's Winnie. Um, so at hearing you guys talk in this meeting, I want to kind of address her a little bit differently and understand: Is there anything that we can give to the committee to help you guys with those examples um, that just help you see how we write the scope sometimes or what things go into an RFP? That might give the the committee at large a little bit more information and perhaps you guys rather it's um, working independently might tease that out a little bit more I, I i strongly think between now and april there is something that audits division could give you to help on the example front and getting you guys to a better place of ironing out that scope of work so when winnie gets it that timeline of april to july is really just the time it takes to pass an RFP through the different checks and balances of the different departments and players involved. Unfortunately, that can be months of just review this document, audit, controllers, management group, OCA management group, and ROBOC and posting. So I, I, I 
I hearing you talk and knowing what we shared already, I think there is something. Maybe it's not by the December meeting. It may be just something coming in email. Um, but I think there's a little bit more we might be able to give on that example piece before April. So let me just get that email out and at least maybe by next meeting it won't it it won't kind of feel like this meeting where things aren't clear and ironed out and who's doing what and when and why. But by next meeting, we can probably add to that proposed timeline and maybe there's some other column and update to players and actions um, that are a little bit more teased out than what we shared at the um, the last time we gave that proposed. Yeah, I just think there might be a little bit more hearing hearing um, the discussion in this meeting. All right, well, thank you. Uh, anything else on this topic? Um, Chair, so if it's if it's okay with you, can we also include um, the slide that was the proposed timeline presented in September for the December um, in the December agenda? Yeah, of course. Add that. I'll make a note of it. All right, great. Um, we don't have it. I, I believe we have. Um, actually, let me turn it over to the clerk for the next item. Um, just as a precaution, would you like to make the same type, same type of motion that we did on the previous item, and authorize Member Tang to work with CAC on this matter? Yeah, I think we probably should. Okay, uh, this would be uh, a motion to authorize Member Tang to communicate directly with CSA to develop draft timelines and requirements, to develop a request for proposal and to continue this matter to the December 13th, 2022 RBOC meeting. In addition to that, I will include the slides from the September meeting at our next, uh, regarding timelines at, as part of the packet for our next meeting. Would somebody like to uh, make that motion? I'll make yeah. the motion. Is I can second. second. I second, Member Camp. Thank you. Is there any public comment on this matter? Uh, yes, David Pilpel. Okay, give me a second. Please proceed. Great. Um, so on this, I think there are, for me, two or three parts to it. Um, the first would be the standard boilerplate language for any RFP that the city is issuing, and I think um, staff can kind of pull that together as makes sense for a... Um, uh, consultant services uh, uh, type project here. The second is the scope of work that I think does need a little more um, fleshing out. I, I think the overall outline makes sense, but it needs a little more or a lot more detail about the specific steps that um, are envisioned here. And then uh, possibly a, a third part with the timeline and um, next steps. I agree that there should not be a, a subcommittee Created, I don't think it it needs um, that level of uh, uh, work or scrutiny, um, and I think uh, leaving this to Member Tang to work with staff um, to further develop and present uh, more information, at least a check-in uh, next month, uh, makes sense. So I am in agreement with the motion. Thanks for listening. Are there any other members of the public who would like to make public comment on this matter? Please raise your hand, but I do not see any other members present in our attendance list at this time. 
So there being no further public comment uh, on the motion. Chair Leo. Aye. Leo, aye. Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, aye. The motion passes without objection with Member Ruthie being absent. Next on the agenda is the RBOC draft annual report. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clark. So uh, the draft annual report is in the packet. It's um, I think it's coming together. There are a few fill in the blanks that we still need uh, from uh, from the clerk, but they're fairly minor. I think there were a couple of comments over email about this annual report. Uh, so wonder if the committee has any other comments, any any other suggestions uh, that can be incorporated into the next uh, update, and then hopefully by December we should be able to present it for approval. I think there were some items highlighted in yellow in the report. I think that's right. Those are the fill in the blanks for for Victor. Yeah, yeah. Um, Victor, I have the date for my when I took my oath. I don't know if that coincides with my appointment. I think other than that, I, I read it. Um, looks good. I haven't dug into the uh, detailed spreadsheets and the appendices. Uh, I want to do that, but other than that. I will go ahead and get all the highlighted uh, question marks uh, filled mm -hmm. in and get everyone a, a new draft by the end of the week. Yeah, and Member Tang had some so also some comments over email that she shared yeah. uh, with, uh, with PUC. Implement, to implement them yeah. as uh, where possible. Member Holliber, any, any thoughts on? Um, no, I've flipped it over. I don't see any uh, any issues as far as I can tell. Okay. Well, great. Thank you. So the, the, the goal is essentially to have it ready by uh, the December meeting, hopefully. All right. I think we're ready for the next um, next item. Okay. If we can go ahead and have a motion to continue this matter to the December 13, 2022 uh, meeting of the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee. I'll make the motion. Is there a second? Second. Okay. Uh, is there any public comment on this matter? Uh, yes, please. Please proceed. Great, David Pilpel. So um, on this, the City College um, Citizens Bond Oversight Committee uh, annual report, I think is a good one and has some ideas about content and format, and I'm happy to uh, point um, you to the website to find that. There are definitely some things to, to think about there. In terms of structure and sequence here, um, I looked at this and it, I, I think, could flow just a little better. My thought is, uh, and, and again, I'm happy to communicate this offline, um, to start with the background, discuss the members, maybe have a little chart about the members and their appointment date and uh, um, all of that. Um, then have the staff acknowledgements, um, a section on the meetings that occurred during the reporting uh, period, 
I think that's one of the yellow Victor to fill in things. Um, move up the section about committee um, revenues and uh, expenses, the 5A.31D, uh, two point whatever million. Uh, then discuss the outstanding uh, debt um, and perhaps planned issuances, but certainly the outstanding debt um, during the period. Then have the PUC staff uh, certification. Then discuss um, audits, uh, recommendations, and status of uh, audit recommendations during the period. Then have a section on the ARBOC committee opinion on um, uh, use of funds and essentially a compliance statement by this committee, and then have a section on future plans. Um, it just seems to me like something like that flows uh, just a little better. The content, I think, is is pretty good. It's there. It's just sort of how it's presented. Um, and if, if Victor's the best person, I'm happy to uh, go over that with him between now and the next meeting, um, whatever works. Um, I, I think the annual report should be useful to a, a wider audience, and ultimately that'll be presented to the, the commission and be available on the website. So it should be readable by um, an audience of hopefully more than one. Thanks for listening. Are there any other members of the public who would like to make public comment at this time? There being no other commenters uh, on the motion to continue. Member uh, Chair Liao. Aye. Liao, aye. Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, aye. The motion passes without objection with uh, Member Vuthi being absent. Next on the agenda is item 7, SFPUC future site fit visits. Well, thank you. Mr. Clerk, and I would like to thank PUC for the visit to the Oceanside plant. Uh, it was great. We learned a lot. It was great to see the new treatment plant for the recycled water and to really kind of refresh our memories on, on the plant. So thank you for organizing that. Very valuable, very helpful, and great to see so many people in, uh, in person that we usually see over Zoom. So I think what we would like to do in terms of site visits, we've been talking about an upcountry visit for quite some time and uh, time is rolling and uh, we thought it would be good to put a date on the calendar so that we could do a proper visit to Hetch Hetchy, the O'Shaughnessy Dam, uh, the uh, the powerhouses and, um, and beyond. Uh, good morning, Chair uh, Leal and members of the committee. Nikolai Sklarov, Capital Finance Director of the PUC. Um, as we've discussed before, uh, the proposal would be to uh, separate the meetings, that there's an opportunity uh, to tour the mountain tunnel uh, project, but it's a very specific uh, opportunity during uh, the construction when the, the tunnel was closed. Uh, that is expected to be in February. Um, we do not yet have specific dates. There, obviously, that needs to be choreographed uh, with the construction folks who are working with a limited window, but we do expect to have um, available dates in December. And then separately, we've discussed the possibility of a tour to 
um, Hetch Hetchy. Um, and those uh, dates will be available in January. So appreciate our, our water team, uh, uh, water enterprise team working with us to, to coordinate both of these. Okay. Well, thank you for, for, for driving that work. So it sounds like we don't really have quite, uh, the, the, the window is not quite open yet to select dates, but it will be soon. So it sounds like we should probably bring back this agenda item for the January meeting. Does that sound? Uh, we, 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 should, we should be able to uh, coordinate the mountain tunnel tour in December and then Hetch Hetchy in, in January. In January. Got it. Got it. Okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep that in the agenda item. Uh, so we can discuss it next time then. Thank you for that. Any any thoughts from the committee on on, on visits? With the Oceanside plan, any anything you noticed that you would like to share with uh, with the group? I mean, I did two visits in the past uh, three weeks. And, and I think they were amazing. I think it was great to see the. Uh, the onsite construction work, um, talk with the people, the project managers, being able to ask questions, um, getting all the sensory uh, feelings. <laughs> it certainly didn't disappoint, but uh, it was just good to see everything in action and how thoughtful um, people are with their work. Uh, where the city's money is deployed, or you know, our tax dollars, or you know, the funding we raise through the uh, bonds, and um, uh, I thought it was great, and it's a great part of being a member of this committee, and uh, I'd, I'd love to do more. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. I told I told my kids about it. It's great. It's fantastic. Can you sense my enthusiasm? <laughs> it was really great. <laughs> member Camp, thank you. Uh, member Oliver, any any thoughts? Yeah, I agree. I was glad to be able to join on the um, Oceanside tour. I found it uh, very uh, eye-opening seeing everything going on there. Um, especially interesting was the new, I think, recycled water project um, that uh, you know isn't operational yet, but will be in in the coming months, um, and that will make a pretty big uh, impact in terms of um, assisting with the water. Uh, supply for uh, the city's west side. Um, so yeah, really interesting tour. I'd be happy to do another one at some point um, and to explore um, some more of the facilities that are out there. It was. I should mention it was also great to make a personal connection with uh, members of the public who uh, comment uh, when we have these public sessions. So that was a great, a great thing as well. Oh, great. Well, thank you. Uh, any anything perhaps from PUC about the tour that you want to share? Uh, since I wasn't there, I've, I have nothing to share on that, but uh, uh, I don't see any colleagues uh, volunteering. All right. Well, super. Well, thank you. Thank you for that. So what we'll do then is uh, we'll keep this this item on the agenda for the next meeting and as uh, time passes then we can put the dates for for the for the next event so thank you for that and uh, we're ready for the next item uh, yes just uh, on the motion to continue this matter to december 13th uh, is there any public comment on that uh yes david popa uh please proceed great um so first to to chair leal if, if you're accusing me of making public comment I resemble that remark. 
I appreciate that. Um, uh, in addition to the uh, mountain tunnel and uh, uh, visiting um, O'Shaughnessy and um, um, hopefully uh, Moccasin, which is you know pretty fantastic as well, um, I would uh, suggest two other um, ideas um, that could happen virtually any time, I think. Um, and those are um, some Bay Area uh, tours to visit the Peninsula facilities and the East Bay and Old Valley uh, facilities. And in my view, that could be either a half day uh, each or a, a whole day with, you know, one side of the bay and, and the other side, um, possibly with a, a small van um, uh, starting in, in the city and uh, schlepping to, to those uh, places and, and back. Um, but that's um, uh, up to the uh, committee to discuss and decide in the future. Um, I would also suggest that the committee think about what's a, a good frequency of uh, visits. Um, I, I think, you know, um, perhaps Southeast and, and Oceanside are, are done for the moment. Um, and, and, you know, that doesn't seem like something that you need to do every week, but it also shouldn't be every 10 years. So um, I don't know what the appropriate um, frequency is given the turnover on the, the committee and, and capital projects and such, but to just uh, think about how often uh, the committee wants to um, uh, see these sites uh, up, up close and uh, personal and, and what makes sense uh, for the work of the body. Um, those are my thoughts on site visits. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Are there any other members of the public for public comment? Seeing none, um, I didn't get a mover on the motion. Oh, I can be the mover. Is there a second? second. I can second. No. Thank you. On the motion to continue, Chair Liel. Aye. Liel, aye. Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliver. Aye. Holliver, aye. The motion passes without objection, with Member Booty being absent. Next on the agenda is item eight, approval of the minutes for September 13, 2022. Uh, member, uh, member of the public, David Pilpil, gave me some non-substantive clerical changes that do not affect the minutes in any significant manner. It's just a matter of uh, extra spaces and positioning of certain words. I don't see any issues with the the suggestions. All right, thank you. Um, it, I have just one comment on the minutes, and and perhaps uh, Mr. Pilpel has already addressed it. But uh, at the bottom of the uh, draft document, it looks like there are some items that are coming from a different meeting, from a different committee. Um, I don't know if you noticed that. I will be sure to clear out any unneeded notes at the bottom of the uh, minutes. Yeah, there's something about a tourism improvement district or things like that. So, okay. Um, Sometimes I well, use my minutes for notes because it's the document I have open. <laughs> right, right. Okay, no issues. Um, uh, is the committee uh, ready to approve these minutes as uh, presented with the comments from the clerk about the non-substantive non edits and changes? Move approval. Yes. Yes. Okay, right. that motion to approve, made by Member Holliber, seconded by Member Camp. 
to approve the September 13, 2022 minutes uh, as amended. Are there any uh, public comments on this matter? Hearing none, uh, we can go ahead and move on to the vote. Member Leo. Aye. Leo, aye. Member Camp. Aye. Camp, aye. Member Tang. Aye. Tang, aye. Member Holliber. Aye. Holliber, aye. The motion passes without objection with uh, Member Boothie being absent. Next on the agenda is announcements, comments, questions, and future agenda items. The next meeting of this body is on December 13th. Uh, besides the items that were continued to our next meeting on December 13th, does this body have any additional items they would like to place on the agenda? Does the committee have any, any thoughts about new items that we want to add for the future? Um, I don't I don't have um, I don't have a new item, but I do have a comment like to make. So, you know, um, on the regular basis, you know, we do receive uh, um, like with a quarterly status report and CISA quarterly status report. And um, um, as far as I know, I think um, the, the, the status presentation usually they're the same, uh, the same presentation made to the Commission, um, but I feel like given the different focus of our committee, um, and uh, especially when I look at um, the the list of all the bond issued uh, with that are like under the RVOX oversight, I feel like oh. Gosh, you know, sometimes the names we don't, we don't. I'm, I'm sure, you know, um, for the rest of the committee, you probably feel like, oh, what? I'm not, I'm not even familiar with these uh, bonds, although there are th these different kind of, and all the acronyms that included in the list. So I feel like there is a gap between um, this, um, the, the current, the wonderful um, um, expenditure, like total proceeds expenditure summaries prepared by Nancy's team, and the, um, the the program status report we receive from um, the program managers on the regular basis. So I suggest in the future, you know, if there is more connection between, you know, the program status report, project status report um, with um, the you know, per, you know the, the bonds associated with the bonds. So these are the so this project's funded by these bonds and um, these are the total proceeds and uh, among the total but how much have been spent how much left so I would like to see more connection between um, the 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 bonds specific bonds under our bog oversight and the program status report well thank you for bringing it up I I, I think you're right you know the I think the audit work has really taken over the committee over the past year and we haven't really had a, a visit or a CISIP uh, update in, in 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 quite some time, so we definitely need to make sure that we have uh, we 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 put them on the on on the agenda. So thank you for flagging it. Uh, any any thoughts from Member Camp or Member Holbert? All right, then I think we are ready to adjourn. Yes. Uh, did you want to ask us if you see when would be a good time for? Um a good quarterly update that we haven't had in a while. 
what might be yeah absolutely yeah nah, sorry to put you on the spot <laughs> is he still with the... uh yeah no he is there he is uh, but, but you're muted you're muted yeah, we used to have this uh, VSIP and CSIP uh, up updates on a regular basis, but now with the audit and the finding, we didn't really have the the the, the time on the agenda for those. But um, as Member Tang suggested, it's 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 a good time to bring them back. Right, we'll we'll work with the enterprise and and get back to you with with that. Super, thank you. Okay. Is there any public comment at this time for this matter? Uh, yes, very briefly. Okay, please proceed. Uh, David Pilpel. So um, I agree with uh, Member Tang's uh, uh, suggestion, and uh, my thought on this is to try to align uh, quarterly uh, reports on uh, WSIP and uh, SSIP uh, to the extent possible with um, quarterly reports to the Commission. So I'm looking at the last uh, advanced calendar at the December 13th Commission meeting. They have the WISIP quarterly report, and in January of 23 um, is the wastewater uh, quarterly reports. So if that makes sense, I would uh, suggest uh, trying to schedule those for December and January and in the future to sort of follow where uh, the commission is so that staff doesn't have to uh, recreate the, the wheel and can uh, just make a version of their uh, commission presentation committee, sorry, to, uh, to this committee. Um, and uh, as Member Tang, I think, suggested, to focus not just on all of the projects within those uh, programs, but those that are specifically uh, revenue bond funded. Those are my thoughts. Thanks for listening. That's great. Thank you. Is there any other public comment on this matter? Uh, Victor, if you could time me, please. Okay. Uh, members of the Revenue Bond Oversight Committee, this is John Carroll, your incoming clerk, uh, who will be taking over at some point in the future after uh, Victor completely trains me. Taking a look at the future agenda items and issues, letters A through L that are spelled out in the last page of the agenda. I just want to note, I'm aware of the fact that there have been several personnel changes and rotations of members of the committee. It would maybe be a good idea when we're tracking things like this going into the future to also make a note of which individual members of the task force I'm sorry, which individual members of the committee would be spearheading, coordinating with uh, uh, outside folks on an item like this. If I'm looking at something like uh, uh, one of these A through L agenda items, if that was specifically requested by a particular member of the committee, it would be good to have that person indicated on here so we can connect things more quickly, more efficiently, without having to consistently be assigning people to different things. And then also, I think it would be a good idea to go over this and see if there are things that are requests that were made by former members of the committee who are no longer present, things that may not be potentially followed up on in the future, just to periodically be sifting through things like this so that there's not a large pile of things accumulating at the end of your agenda that may never be attended to, uh, if that's the case. 
all of this should be taken with the caveat that this is literally the first RBOC meeting that I have observed, and so I do not know all of the details about what has been going on in the background. Uh, but those are just some concerns that I have coming forward uh, as the person who is going to be maintaining these documents for sure. Thank you for your time. Well, thank you for the observation. I think uh, it's spot on, and uh, we've been using this as sort of a, a tracker uh, for for the committee. But uh, it's uh, having list hygiene is certainly important, so we'll make sure to do that at the next uh, couple of meetings. Thank you. Is there any additional public comment at this time? There being no additional um, comment. Sorry. Uh, David Pilfell again. Um, uh, to that, you already had your public comment, Mr. Pilfell. Unless the chair will make any concessions, uh, public comment. I, you've already made your public comment. I think uh, you know we will be happy to add another public comment to the list. Okay. Uh, uh, please proceed. Uh, okay. D just a, a further thought. I uh, agree with uh, Clerk Carroll's uh, suggestion, and to that end, things like uh, item. E, G, and J, I think, can be grouped as uh, site tours with a, a parenthetical. So there, there's some work that can be done to clean up the list. Thanks for listening. All right. Well, great. Um, so it looks like we don't have any other public comments. So with that, I think this meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everyone, for joining today, and uh, thank you for all your hard work on this. Meeting is adjourned at 10:14. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.